Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. July 28th, 2022. Hi, everybody. It's Robert, Susie's producer here. So Susie and KT are on their way back from KT's birthday fishing trip in British Columbia. And I got to tell you, from the text that I've received, they had an absolute blast, and they really can't wait to tell you all about it. Now, while they're in transit this morning, we put together a very special Ask Susie and KT Anything real estate mixed bag. What does that mean, Robert? Well, using real estate as a theme, you're going to hear some great questions and answers from episodes that ran this past year. In fact, you get to hear the debut of the Can I Afford It Quizzy. I hope you enjoy. The first question, Susie, I selected is from Marianella. Do you remember I worked with a, a great, great girl named Marianella in San Francisco? She was so much fun. What did you do with her? She was a secretary in an office that I was consulting, a design firm. And she was, was she? the most fun ever. You remember her? I obviously don't. Oh, my God. She lived in Oakland, California. She And every Sunday she would have these incredible Mexican family gatherings always invited us all the time. We never went. She did? Yeah, we never went because we never wanted to go over the bridge. She was so much fun, so much fun. Anyway, Marianella, Susie's answering your question, but you remind me of such a great, great experience I had with my Marianella back in the day in San Francisco. So here's the question, Susie. Our Marianella from Boulder, Colorado is 58 years old. She's recently divorced and she wrote sadly. So Ooh. she obviously didn't want this divorce, but she has some money for a down payment on a new home. She has about $100,000 and she works. She makes about $75,000 a year, which is a very nice salary. She said the rents are skyrocketing in Boulder and she's paying $1,999 a month, but a townhouse that is selling for 473000 is a remodel and available. So she said without buying a new home, she has about 500000 saved for her retirement, which she wants to use when she's 65. She has no debt and she wants your, your help, Susie, on deciding what should she do. Should she buy this townhouse or rent? 
continue well, renting. What would you tell her, Katie? Definitely buy the home. She's going to make her feel great. She's going to own something. You know, she can afford to put a down payment on, still have money for her retirement. And she has a home that she owns. What would you tell her, Susie? <laughs> I wouldn't tell her that. Well, figure out the money. I think it's going to cost the same. Now, listen to me, everybody. There was one word, KT and Marianella, one word in this email, which says to me, you can't do anything yet. And it's sadly, not about the money. Sadly. It's not about the money. It's sadly, right? It's right. You mm -hmm. said you were recently divorced, sadly. And what is my rule of thumb, KT? Don't do anything until you... For six months to one to year. To one year, until you can really process. the loss of a loved one. And the loss of a loved one comes in the form of death. But very interestingly enough, the loss of a loved one sometimes is even harder in divorce. Mm, that's true. Because they're still there. You maybe see them with their new person that they're with. What it can be equally, if not harder, when it's divorce that you don't want than actually death, KT. Hmm. So it is for that reason, Marianella, that I don't want you to do anything right here and right now. Also, you're 58. You want to retire in essentially seven years from now. You know, when you're 65, seven years is not a very long time. So in seven years from now, you would no longer have $75,000 a year of income. And you would not be that deep into this mortgage. Because even if it was a 30-year mortgage, fixed rate mortgage, interest rates now are up. So it would be about a 4% rate to get a 30-year fixed rate at this point in time. Your monthly payments on that mortgage would be about... $1,830 a month. Close to what she pays in rent. But it's not just rent. When you buy a home, mm. you have property taxes, you have insurance, and you have maintenance. So I always say that you have to add at least 30 to 40% above your mortgage payment for you to really figure out exactly what this would be. So you're looking at an additional four, 500 a month. So you're looking at about $2,200 a month, $2,300 a month, which is higher than what you're paying right now. Now, obviously, you'll get a tax write-off for the beginning years and everything, but not right now, girlfriend. The house is old. You said it's 1983. That means it can need a new roof. It can need new water heaters. It can need so a lot. So continue renting is your advice. For now, Continue renting, yes. Let her life unfold. Into Let's see a new what life. happens, sweetheart. You never know what God has in store for you. Yeah, that's true, Marianella. Hi, Susie and Katie. My husband refinanced our house and added me to the mortgage and deed last year in January 2021. We're planning to sell our home this year and we'll make 300000 in gains because of the housing market. This is after all the money we put in for improvements. We file our taxes jointly. So here's her question. I have only been on the deed for one year, but lived in the residence for the past six years with him. Am I eligible 
for the 250000 tax exemption, or do I have to be on the deed for two years as well? This is Rebecca. Can I turn that into your quizzy? Yeah, because I don't know the answer to that. I was I didn't know that you have to stay on a deed for two years. Maybe. I don't know. I love when you say you don't know. It I, makes I don't, me love you so much. But I don't know. I thought this was a pretty good question. It says, help, capital gains, home sale. <laughs> <laughs> answer. So, my dear Rebecca, in order to take advantage of the $250,000 exemption, and what that means, everybody, is simply this. You own a home. You purchased it. It is your primary residency. It's not a rental. It is a primary residency. Everybody on that deed gets a $250,000 exemption above your purchase price. So, but to get that, your name has to be on the deed number one, not on the mortgage, but on the deed. And you have to have lived in that house for two out of the past five years as your primary residency. If you have not done that, you are not entitled to that $250,000 exemption. So, no, you're not entitled. Hmm. Yeah. It, and it doesn't matter if you're married, KT, or whatever. Oh, it, I was going to ask you No, it that. doesn't matter. It's like, let's say you and I weren't married. Oh, no, I'm so sad. I can't even stand it. No. All right. So we're not married. Let's say we bought a house for a million dollars, and now it's worth one and a half million. We each get a $250,000 exemption if we were both on title for two yeah. out of the past five years and lived in it as our primary residency. We sell it. We don't have to pay any capital gains so, tax at So all. that's why... However, I just want to say one last thing to Rebecca. Rebecca, you're only having $300,000 of gains if you sell it. So $250,000 of that will be exempt. It is also possible that maybe over the years you've done, you know, $50,000 of renovations or something like that. Or after your real estate commission, it won't quite be $300,000 in gains totally. So I would not not sell it right now when real estate is at its high just to wait another year just to save cap, you know, capital gains tax on $50,000. Okay, got that? All right, gone. Okay, this next question is from Cindy. So here's my question. She said, Susie, I sold a rental thinking about using the money to pay off our house with the $300,000 proceed, but the interest is only 3%. I'm about 12 years to retiring. My husband about nine years. We have no other debt. Our home is worth 590000 We owe about two hundred eighteen. We have 12 months emergency fund. What are your thoughts on paying off the house or investing this money? Well, let's see. How do you feel about the stock market right now, Cindy? How do you feel if your money was in the stock market? Let's just say... You took this money and you invested it in the stock market, and now you're down 10, 20, 30, some stocks are down 40, 50, 80% versus you having your home paid off. What is the goal of money? Answer, Ms. Travis? To be secure. To be secure. So my answer is dependent on you. What would make you feel more secure? Would you feel more secure 
if you owned your home outright. That way, you know, no matter what happens over these next 12 or nine years till you retire, you own your home outright. Would that make you feel more secure? Or would you feel more secure putting your money in the stock market and now it goes up and it goes down, it goes all around? Which would make you feel more secure? If it were me, if it were Miss Travis, let's say it at the same time. What would we do? Pay, pay the house the mortgage. Oh, right. That's right. Pay it off. That's what we would do. We would pay it off. And then you would still have $80,000 because of the three hundred, you owe, only owe two eighteen. dollars If you want to take some of that in dollar cost average or do whatever into the stock market or... If you want to take that and take advantage of some really good quality stocks that are down here right now, big time, go ahead and do that. But the other thing you could do is if you pay off your mortgage, take your mortgage payment every single month and dollar cost average into these markets. Next question, KT. I'm a longtime listener. I've learned so much from you over the years. I'm now 38 years old and newly married. My current investments are 80,000 in the stock. Do you have a prenup? Do you have a prenup? No. (laughs) My current investments are 80,000 in the stock market, give or take during this tumultuous time. Can you say that word? Tumultuous time. Tumultuous. You sound like Colo. Go on. I know. And also about 80,000 in my Roth IRA account. I also have a 403B through my employer. My husband and I have about 20000 in a shared savings account. So, Susie, my question is, we currently rent and we'd like to buy a home in the next few years if the real estate market improves. Where should we be putting our money towards saving for a house? It feels like a waste to put it in a traditional savings account. However, An I-series bond seems too long-term since we would need to wait five years to avoid a penalty. So it said, I read somewhere I should use my Roth IRA as a place to save for a home. Your thoughts? No, no, no. no. Your Roth IRA is money that you are putting there for when you retire. Don't use it for a home purchase. Now, here's the problem. I don't know, Rachel, if this $20,000 is all the money that you have to your name. Besides what you said, the 80000 in the stock market and 403B and your Roth. Because you need at least an 8-month to 12-month emergency fund. And somehow I have a feeling that $20,000 is not an 8-month or 12-month emergency fund for you. So what you need before you even buy a home, before you put 20% down or 10% down on a home, is you also need, in addition to that, an 8 to 12 month emergency fund. So I'm assuming that this is all the money that you have outside of what you said, your investments. Therefore, truthfully, you should absolutely put it in the Alliant credit union. So go to myalliant.com and number one, take advantage of the 0.55% interest rate they're currently giving. But if I were you, I would each put in like $8,800. I would open up two accounts, put in 
8800 or $8,900 all at once. So you're making the interest on that money all at once. Then send in $100 a month every month for the next 11 months. And then you will qualify for what? The $100 bonus. So that's a big deal. So you're going to be doing great, but that's how I would do it if I were you. And then they can have that flexibility if they need the money. Yeah, well, that's what an emergency account is for, KT. This is from Ryan, your fellow night owl. Should Uh I ask more about that, Susie? Ryan signs us, Susie, I'm your fellow night owl. Do you have like a little secret relationship with Ryan (laughs) at night? Well, many of you who know that you write in to the Ask Susie podcast, a lot of times when I answer these, is at 1 or 2 or 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning. That's when I normally She does answer answer so many Right, and... The truth of the matter is, I don't really like to sleep. I have so much fun. I love my life so much that it's like, I don't want to waste all this time going, do you know what I figured out, KT, when I was younger? (laughs) Want to hear this? That if you sleep seven hours a night, I think it was. I go for eight. I know you do, but I think I did something like this. And you live till seven, whatever. You like sleep away 21 years of your life. Oh, I remember you told me that because I like, wanted more. And I'm like, why would I want <laughs> to do that? I go eight hours. Even though I know sleep is what everybody says keep you, keeps you healthy. So maybe you shouldn't listen to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Ryan's question is, I could really use a loving push in the right direction. I feel like I've been standing at a real estate crossroads for far too long. I purchased my home three years ago and I have 190000 remaining on a 15-year fixed at 3.25%. I'm now entering my late 30s and thanks to your mantra, live below your means, I'm debt-free with a passion to save. That's Susie's boy. That said, I currently have enough saved without touching my emergency fund to play pay off my mortgage. But is that the right move for me? Is it better to refinance my current mortgage to a 10-year at 2.67%, keeping the majority still liquid in my Alliance savings account, to then invest in downturns in the market? Is there a third option? <laughs> All right, Susie, there's your night owl. So... My little night owl, here is my advice. You are 30 years of age. Do you wish you were 30 again, KT? No. A little? No. What if you were 30 and you had met me at 30? Oh my God, we would have so much fun. No, but we always said that we met each other at the right time. You were very different at 30. And I was, both of yeah, us Yeah, I was were, a waitress. <laughs> and I was in the height of my career, moving yeah. fast forward. You would have loved me as a waitress. I loved I being a waitress. Would have probably come and had breakfast. I tell you, that was maybe one of my favorite jobs in life. Wait, right, an- I'm sorry. Answer I'm so Ryan. sorry. I answer got off Ryan. track here, which is this. At 30, this is the time that you want to be taking that money and investing it in the stock market taking advantage of downturns, hoping and wishing and praying that the market goes down because you have 30, 40, hopefully 50 years till you need this money. Are you kidding me? 
that's what you want to do. So no, do not pay off your mortgage. Number one. Number two, right? Should you refinance? So let's, let's actually try to do the numbers on this. You say that you bought this home three years ago and you have $190,000 left on your 15 year fixed at 3.25%. That means and I'm just going to guess at this, that you have a, that your original mortgage was $193,000 and that therefore your payments would be about $1,422 a month. If you refinance now at $190,000 at 2.67%, your payments, if it's for a 10-year fixed rate mortgage, will be about $1,872. That means it's going to cost you $450 more a month. So that is a lot of money. However, if you can afford it, does it make sense for you to do that? Number one, do you have the desire to own this home outright in 10 years? Do you? Because really at this point, given that you had a 15-year mortgage, you have 12 years left on it, and now you're only going to refinance for what? Another 10 years. I'm not sure it makes sense to do that depending on what your closing costs. Because remember, Ryan, every time you refinance, maybe you could refinance for no closing costs, but usually it was quite a few thousand dollars. So then the question also becomes, do you have a better use for that $450 extra per month to be putting it in the market? So I don't know, but somehow my gut tells me you should leave everything exactly how it is and take all the extra money you can every single month and just keep investing, investing, investing. What's the difference? 10 years, 12 years, you'll be 42. You know, uh, for two years, I'm not sure it's worth it. Yeah, I I wouldn't do it too. (laughs) For two years, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't? No, I'd take that extra money and try to make more with it. I'd invest it. What time is it, KT? It's quizzy time. Now, I'm doing a different kind of a quizzy for you a today. A harder one. <laughs> it is. And it's one for actually all of you. As you know, quizzy time is where one of you have written in. I've read your questions. And I choose one that I want you to be able to answer on your own as well as KT. Now, For some reason, as of late, KT, hundreds of people have been writing in under the topic, can I afford it? Mm, Okay. And many of you write it and say, can't you bring back the can I afford it segment? So I think bringing it back in the form of a quizzy is interesting as to how would you answer this person's question. So this person's name is Sarah. And Sarah says, I am writing to ask if I can afford to buy a home. All of you may want to take out pencil and paper. 
Mm -hmm. Sarah has been approved for a $310,000 loan. She currently rents. Her lease is going to end in four months. Her daughter starts high school in fall of this year, and she would like to move closer to her daughter's high school. She'd like to drive her daughter to school every day. So, even though she says she can move into another rental, the current market in her area is such that a two-bathroom apartment is renting for $1,750. So, she's wondering if it would be best to invest that $1,750 into a home. Here are her stats, everybody. So you seriously want to write these down. Again, she is 41 years of age. All right. If she decides to rent, it will be $1,750 a month. She brings home $4,800 a month. Her expenses are $4,800 a month. She's been pre-approved for a $310,000 mortgage. Okay, she has $36,000 in savings. That is it. She has $4,800 a month in expenses, but only $36,000 in savings. So just to give all of you a hint, just to start, what you would all be doing to figure this out is you would first start with the fact that her expenses are $4,800 a month. And I have asked all of you to have a 12-month emergency fund. So that would be $57,600 in an emergency fund. So she is almost $21,600 short of an emergency fund, and that is before her down payment. She has $40,000 in a retirement account. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you should know is that she filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy with a home foreclosure just six years ago. Oh, ouch. She can't do it. Right. But now she wants to buy a home. Oh, she's denied Totally denied? Well, denied. First of all, you said she brings home $4,800 a month. Mm-hmm. Her net income. Her expenses are $4,800 a month. She has $36,000 in savings. She has $40,000 in retirement. And I don't understand how she's going to be able to do any of this if she doesn't have, there's not even a cushion here. She's at a. She's saying that the difference between her mortgage and household expenses and everything is what I would currently pay in rent, and it would come from what I contribute to savings. Is hmm. she approved or is she denied? I think, she, and she has a. She filed bankruptcy. Is she approved or is she she's, denied? I think she's denied. Say it like you mean it, she's, girlfriend. Sarah, you're denied, honey. Sarah, with all our love to all of you and to save you from claiming another possible bankruptcy, 
one day, one day you can do it. Cut back on expenses and really, just really, just wait. This is not the time right now. All right, KT, you know what time this is then? After quizzy time is what time? Goodbye. <laughs> good, <laughs> good, 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 good. It's not good bye. night because it's still morning for us. And it's like, it's okay. A, okay, whatever. All right, everybody, until Sunday, there's really only one thing that we want you to remember, and that is for you to all be safe, strong, and secure. When are you going to get it right? I got it. No, you didn't. Safe, strong, and secure. Strong, safe, and secure. I don't think so. Oh, she's written it down. I wrote it down so everybody is to look. Susie, I think that I'm right. All right, everybody. Ding, go, ding, 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 ding. Go listen to a bunch of podcasts. Safe, strong, and, and secure. All right. She's right. What safe, can I say? Safe, safe strong, and secure. secure. You're right, my love. All right. See you on Sunday. Have a great for day For Susie School. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.